all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this fantastic Thursday. We hope you had a great and a productive day. Uh, we are excited, folks. we got a new guest and a special guest in the building this evening, you guys. We have author Norma Jarrett um, of the Sunday Brunch novels, you guys, and so she's going to be coming on. We're going to be talking about actually her new book entitled Salt and Sky, and if you guys know Norma, you guys know that she's probably already cooking up something else to have uh, in store for you guys pretty soon, so we're going to talk about all those great things and more. So if you had those questions uh, from reading her books um, over the years or just some questions you might want to ask her in general, uh, feel free to call in. The number is two, three, uh, excuse me, 347 Three two six nine one three nine is the number, and we'll be happy to pull you on the line so that you can talk with her and all those great things. And so, as always, we ask that you guys share the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those great things. So um, if you're out there, make sure you promote the show. Let everybody know that Arthur Norma Jarrett is over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. So we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back, you guys, and we're going to welcome our special guest and talk to her so you guys can get the opportunity to learn even more about herself, you guys. So we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network's YRN 1328.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And as I stated earlier, you guys, we are welcoming special guest Norma Jarrett to the platform this evening, you guys. We're going to bring her in so you guys can learn all about her and more. Norma, are you there? I am here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, of course, uh, for the folks out here who may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about who is Norma Jarrett. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, I am Norma L. Jarrett, originally from New Jersey, reside currently in Houston, Texas. I am the author of nine books. I write primarily um, contemporary women's fiction, but it always has, like, mm-hmm. an inspirational flavor influence right i love writing i love anything creative and that's pretty much it <laughs> wonderful and of course um it, it's amazing to me because i have seen um your books um in, in bookstores mm-hmm. for years now and uh yes, it's, it's yes. funny because as i was uh actually uh going through some of my books uh, in the library in my house i said oh my gosh i have some i have some of her books <laughs> on my shelf and so yeah um, I've been it, around it, a minute <laughs> yes yes so when did when did when did it first begin for you when did you you know first discover you know that that this is what you wanted to do well I say unofficially you know as a kid like a lot of other authors mm-hmm. you know you're kind of drawn towards your natural gifting which was writing but it was mostly poetry right. and I love to read and so okay. I was also very much an introvert as a kid but then um Officially, it kicked in probably around 1999. That's when I wrote Sunday Brunch, my first novel in law school, mm-hmm. and it started out as a journal. It, it wasn't even my plan. And so uh, once I finished the book and, you know, had a book launch and all that, and it just started moving, I just knew that's where I was supposed to be in that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, um, writing um, so many books um, over the years, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen a lot change uh, as far as the literary yes. industry and, and what's um, out here nowadays. And so uh, for you, what what made you stick to uh, because, as you mentioned, you always had those um, those books, but they also came off as inspirational books. They were real topics that happened right. uh, with women. It took place, but you always made sure that you put a inspirational spin somewhere in the midst of your books. And so, what made you decide to put that, you know, that it factor into your stories? I think it just kind of naturally is a part of my makeup. Mm-hmm. And then I think right. after a while, you get a clear vision for who your audience is. Um, for me personally, you know, as I was going in my walk with God, you know, I was trying to find material out there that gave me kind of a real world perspective, gave me, you know, mm-hmm. some meat and some substance, but at the same time um, made it go down a little easier because it was like either entertaining or, you know, it was a relatable story. So I wanted to give that gift to other women. And so um, right. as I've evolved, just as you said, the industry changed. I started out self-published, right. but then I got a book deal with Random House, and then I went back to self-publishing right. because it's so much easier <laughs> now. So I yeah. think you have to just kind of evolve. And, you know, um, just like any other industry, um, it's a little growing pains, you know, are tough. You have to kind of figure out what's right. going on, and everything moves so fast. So you've got to decide, okay, am I going to jump on the bandwagon? But in a way that's comfortable for me, or am I going to give up? And sometimes even when you're tempted to give up, God just kind of gives you the story and you get excited all Mm -hmm. over again. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of that, because uh, we've had authors here on the show and we have those um, authors who are just getting into the literary industry and so forth, and you talked about, you know, getting uh, picked up by a major publishing company and then, uh, you know, doing self-publishing for you, um, a lot of people who are writing, you know, a lot you hear a lot of people say, you know, man, I want to be, you know, New York's best-selling author, and they and they want to be picked up by a major publishing company. Uh, for you, uh, what made you decide after being picked up by a major publishing company that you wanted to go back to self-publishing? Um, it was a combination of things. Um, some of it was optional, mm-hmm. and some of it was not optional. You know, there was a shift right. in the industry and um, yes. A lot of the um, imprints um, with some of the major publishers just went away. So, you know, you had to decide right. whether, you, whether you wanted to start this process all over again, pitch to an agent and all that kind of stuff. But like mm-hmm, I said, you mm-hmm. know, it's so much easier now to do it on your own. I mean, with Amazon right. and everything. So it just, you know, I tried to learn that side of it, you know, so mm-hmm. it works for me right now. I may decide to change my mind a little bit later on if I believe right. that the story that I'm serving has a, some kind of reason for trying to be with, you know, a major publisher. Okay, okay. And so do you believe that it is um, important uh, to make sure you know the ins and the outs? Because we've we've also had people who talked about, you know, um, getting in the getting mixed up in the wrong deals, you know, when it comes to right. um, signing those book deals and making sure you're with the right publisher and editor and all those things. Uh, and so give those folks out here listening, um, you know, some advice on making sure they, they're kind of staying in the loop on, you know, what what's really in store when they get into the literary industry. Absolutely. I think it's always important to do as much research as possible. Don't mm-hmm. get caught up in doing so much research. You get stuck and you right. don't really do anything. When I first started, there weren't a, lo- a lot of people out there that I could talk to. And thankfully, you know, um, God just positioned me to where I could reach out to a few people and I could learn. But that didn't happen after I just started really doing the work and putting in my own time. A lot of people will help you if they see you moving and doing things. You know, a lot of times we want help and we're just not really moving and doing anything. Mm-hmm. But um, with the as far as with book deals and everything, I think it's important maybe to talk to other authors who have been down that road. Make sure you get, um, if you don't have an agent, um, find a reputable agent, one that's going to serve you well, or either talk to a lawyer that has experience in uh, with literary contracts. Um, somebody just reached out me, to me today for a referral because somebody had some type of option on the table with time publishers. And so um, with, with time, I, I don't know what the nature of the deal was, but, you know, I could instantly forward right. them to somebody that I knew that I trusted that was reputable that could help them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And and that's one of the, the great things um I would say about your personality is that because you're always willing to um reach out and help others. And and I and I talked to an author recently who talked about that was one of their, you know, hardships in, in coming up is mm-hmm. because they would reach out to, you know, fellow authors and say, Hey, I, I need advice on X, Y, and Z and some people weren't right. open you know, to, to give them advice, right? you know, and so uh, why do you think that is? Do you, you, do you think that the literary industry has become uh, where it's a, a little more competitive now where people don't kind of want to, you know, help the next person versus, you know, being willing to, to share those, those, those key information to keep people from getting into awkward situations? 
Right. I think sometimes um, it's a number of factors. It's like any other industry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I've been in situations where I've been able to get the assistance that I need, but I also give out a lot of information. I don't think I've ever turned a person down, you know, if they sent right. me a question or they sent me an inbox inquiry unless I just didn't see it or missed it some kind of way. And I, and right. I just never have felt, you know, like, you know, I couldn't help somebody, you know, I at least tried to Mm -hmm. send them in the right direction. And and I think it's based upon, you know, people and their personality. So everybody is different. And and like I said, I think I get help because, you know, I sowed a lot of seeds and I, you know, just kind of shared a lot of information. But, you know, you have to be discerning. And I know sometimes, you know, they might get 100 questions, you know, it'll be the same (laughs) question, you know, over and over again. So I've learned how to you know, deal with those things. I've learned how to ask, a, you know, answer a question with a question to get them thinking, you know, and help them right. to understand that, you know, I can help you, but I need to know where you are in your situation and exactly what it is that right. you're looking for. So I think most authors that I know, and I can't speak mm-hmm. for everybody else out there, right. are very right. receptive. You know, that has been yeah. my experience in general. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely, and so um, over time in, in writing um, all of all of these awesome books that you have, and so you you've always man uh, been able to uh, put women um, and share these stories that a lot of women may have been through or gone through at some point right. in their lives and so forth. And so, um, do you think for you uh, that it was important um, to show? Um, the different aspects of a woman's life and the different things that we as women go through um, in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love, you know, shedding light on just, um, just the various dimensions, you know, of Mm -hmm. women and particularly African-American women, because of course I am. But um, I also wanted to (laughs) kind of fill the void at the time, you know, that was not there. You know, um, I came out when, you know, we were starting to just get the Terry McMillan's and all that, because growing Mm -hmm. up, I didn't see a lot of books out there with characters that, you know, I could relate to, but I still didn't stop Mm -hmm. me from reading because they were great books. But, you know, I started looking at my own friendship circle and seeing things play out in their lives, you know, and I wanted to Mm -hmm. share that with other people, but I also always wanted it to be a lesson, not just, well, this person is going through this, you know, make it some crazy raggedy story, but, you know, always have some type of redemptive and relatable, a lesson, you know, a discussion point, you know, and a woman to see, you know, yeah, you went through this, but, you know, let's talk about the solution now, you know, and I always wanted it to be like an enjoyable and relatable ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just going back a bit to um, the creation of the Sunday Brunch Diaries, Um, did you have any idea uh, that the Sunday Brunch Diaries would would take off uh, as it did? Did you have any idea that it would do that? I had absolutely no idea (laughs) because, as you know, you said it, you know, I had no experience in writing a book. I just poured out my heart and, um, I guess it was God just using me in that moment. And as long as I was willing to go along for the ride and have faith in him that he would, and it was not easy, you know, even though, I mean, he did some miraculous things, you know, he took a little book that, like I said, I wasn't a known author, but you know, it opened the Mm -hmm. door at Essence Magazine. I mean, not just for the first edition, uh, first book, but the second book in the series and, you know, and, I was able to go to Essence and, you know, visit the office and meet with the people there and all that. So, I mean, I say I like to say this, you know, if you're walking in your purpose and you're passionate about it and you're really tapping into God, he will take you places that you can't even imagine. You know, it's like I remember reading Essence and I still do. It's one of my favorites. Never in my imagination thinking, you know, something I wrote was going to end up in the pages. And so I think um, 
we should always take the limits off of God. I think sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little bit more challenging with social media. You know, we don't, I feel like that has robbed us of some of our confidence because we're always looking yes. to our left and to our, our right. Yes. But we just have to yes. kind of know that, you know, okay, if that's affecting how much you believe in God and what he can do, you're going to have to do something about that. Because mm. I feel like a lot of people are missing out on what God can do by getting yes. caught up, you know, in the day-to-day of Absolutely. comparison and, you know, losing Absolutely. time and time management. And I can even check myself and say, Absolutely. you know, I remember back in the days when, you know, social media wasn't even a factor. And, and you know, right. I can say there are moments when I was so much more confident in what I knew God can do and, and where he could take me. And I could clearly mm-hmm. think through gold and all that. So it's a new normal. You know, we have to adjust right. or whatever. But, you know, back then I believe I was able to accomplish all those things through God because, you know, I, I, I blocked out everything and I just listened to him. You know, he just had a straight right. line to, to, to my thoughts and my plans and my goals. So, yeah, but Absolutely. he definitely showed up Absolutely. with Sunday brunch, but I had no Absolutely. idea. Because <laughs> with Sunday brunch, it was it was very interesting because I actually um, I did see it in essence, but then I also just just word of mouth because there there was mm-hmm. women actually having like Sunday brunch and, and discussing your book and and, and having meet and greets and, and book um, book readings and so it was like wow that this book has really taken off uh, in, in in a a spectacular direction and so um, of course uh, for you. Um, in writing all of these amazing books, um, we did have a question uh, from a listener. Um, Erica out of Atlanta wanted to know, uh, which one of the, the books that you've written is your favorite? Out of all the books that Norma has oh, wow. written, which one is your favorite? <laughs> it's tough because, of course, Sunday Brunch was my baby because it was my very first right. book, and I realized it was so unfiltered with all me. But I have to say um, my favorite book was Sweet Magnolia because just for sentimental reasons Mm, and um uh, the story was birthed um you know and for those who aren't familiar it was like a family saga that took place in new orleans and you know god just there was such an anointing on that book because i wrote it um it was close to katrina maybe two years prior to and it's not a katrina related book at all but it was just like Mm -hmm, a love mm -hmm. letter to the city right and um The story was birthed out of just um, my mom's um, experience as a child, because um, when she was born, um, her mother died three years later. And so, uh, you know, that was always a pain for her, even as a grown adult. And so it kind of sparked this story. And it just, uh, you know, and it had these rich characters, you know, because my favorite um, movie was Eve's Bayou. And my favorite book was The Wedding by Dorothy West. So all those influences went into Mm -hmm, that book. mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a personal project for me. But that went on to um, be like an Essence Magazine National Book Club selection. So it was very different from Sunday Brunch. And it's so funny because so many people that love Sunday Brunch, they weren't yes. as in love with Sweet Magnolia. And the people that love Sweet Magnolia, you know, because of the family <laughs> saga, you know, they were like, yeah, I kind of like Sunday Brunch. So it was so interesting to see the two different, you know, responses from the readers, you know. But, yeah, I say right. Sweet Magnolia because I actually went to New Orleans and did the research. And, you know, I went to go visit an aunt in um, Baltimore who, you know, knew some of the backstory about my mom's mother and all of that. And, um, you know, the primary character, her name was Hannah. Well, Queen Hannah, as they called her. And um, unbeknownst to me, we actually had a relative named Hannah. So there were so many, you know, uh, uh, things tied to my family that I used as inspiration. I would say that's why that's my probably one of my favorite books. 
Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I'm okay. sorry. Okay, great. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, oh. And so, of course, you okay. have, um, a number – <laughs> a number of the books, which I did enjoy, um, Sweet Magnolia as well. Um, I, I felt like Sweet Magnolia, actually, um, between Sweet Magnolia and the Sunday Brunch, um, could have both been. I felt like mini series, like movie mini series, you know, because yeah, it, yeah, it draws yeah. you in and it kind of pulls you in. So, did you ever, um, or you know, did everybody, anybody ever pitch the idea to you about actually creating? Um, maybe a, a series or a short film um, based on some of the books that you've written? Oh, my goodness. No, no, it's not that. It's just that, you know, every three years, you know, somebody yeah. comes to me, you know, with this idea. And, you know, I'm and I'm yeah. talking about really legitimate people. You know, I had a contract right. on the table, you know, with some really oh, well-known, like, two really well-known studios and all of that and one the deal just was too um too vague and you know I didn't feel in my Mm. spirit that it was the situation for me and then um another situation most recently somebody out of LA and it just kind of fell flat so you know I'm in this space of like well God do you want me to do this or what's the deal you know and um, up right. until now, I wasn't open to something like that. So I'm just going to keep praying on it, and, and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think the way the books read, you know, they're so visual. I think it would be just a natural, right. you know, thing to transition to. But, you know, it's Absolutely. just one of those things. It's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of timing. It's a little bit Absolutely. of finding the right person. And, Absolutely. you know, we'll just see what God has to say about this. But I'm definitely um, being more intentional about it and, you know, because I think for a while I was getting so burnt out and disappointed. I was like, just forget mm-hmm. it. You know, right. you know how you get to that right. place. Right. But, you know, now Absolutely. I'm more open to it and my energy level is at a different place. So, you know, we'll see. Absolutely. And people talk about all the time how, you know, when, when we are looking for opportunities and sometimes your yeses are not your yes. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, Correct. it's mm-hmm. not the right moment for you at that time. And so uh, sometimes, you know, it may take a, a you know, a time period uh, for those things to come to fruition. And then when they actually do, they happen according to the way you want it to, you know, and, and you have Absolutely. that uh, feeling that, you know, this is how it's supposed to go. Um, because, we, you know, we heard about so many people who've had these awesome stories and they allow people to turn them into films and, and they didn't always turn out, you know, the way that they wanted to. So. Yeah. Oh, no. um, I definitely agree, you know, stick it with your gut and follow what your heart and your spirit tells you to do. And uh, I'm going to speak it into existence, though. I, if, if we have any great producers um, on here, um, you know, definitely connect with her and make sure you're right on board with her because uh, we want to see these things yeah. happen. And so that is awesome. Uh, what I want to do is I want to take a break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this new book, uh, Salt Guy, you guys. So we're going to be back with more uh, right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, 
take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we are joined by the lovely Norma Jarrett, you guys. And so before the break, uh, we actually talked about uh, um, her films and and hoping to uh, get her movie, excuse me, her books and getting them into films and production and all those great things. And so if you're out there, you got a question or a comment, uh, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. Or you can send me your questions um, on Facebook at Bianca Fry. I'll be happy to uh, read them on air. And uh, speaking of a question, um, Darren out of Florida, um, he wants to know, Norma, what is the best way to promote Mm -hmm. your book? Um, Nowadays, we see a lot of people um, heavy, 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 heavy on social media um, and promoting their books. Um, And so what do you find to be the best way to promote your product? Um, well, there's a couple of things because there's not a catch-all for everything, but I definitely think right. you need to have a great idea of, about your own product. You know, for Sunday Brunch, my first novel, I could just run off the, the, the pitch for the story. You know, I had a short pitch, I had a long pitch or what have you. And then also I knew where my audience was, you know, and I knew how to reach a multitude of my audience, you know, with the – well, at the time, it was the least amount of resources. I knew I wanted to do something beyond what everybody else was doing, so I figured magazines was my route. So it's going to be different for everybody. Everybody, I'm sorry. And there's so many resources out there now. In terms of social media, not all social media is for everybody. You know, mm, so I would just find out absolutely. for your product. Sometimes if you have a nonfiction book um, or a fiction book, for me, um, like I'm starting to write on, on um, some nonfiction right now. And then try to figure out what your platform is going to be. What do you already have that you can bring to the table? You know, is your book related to like um, industry expertise that you have? Um, is it a story that would be relatable to a certain region of the United States? You know, and really get a good idea for who your audience is. And, and again, right. don't limit yourself because a lot of times you look at the same message. You know, well, everybody who looks like me is doing this, so I'm going to do the same thing. Mm, Be really, really creative and just do not limit yourself, you know, because sometimes you're thinking, well, you know, I'll never be able to get in Forbes magazine or I'll never be able to pitch the black enterprise, you know, and then show up. And the last thing I would say is relationships are extremely valuable because when Mm. I developed a relationship with Essence, you know, I had that relationship for like a decade. So every time, you know, I put a book out, uh, they were like, okay, well, Norma, what you got? And then when I went with my publisher, they had a relationship with Essence. So, you know, it starts small, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the more effort, it's like a web. You know, the more effort you put Absolutely. in, you know, the more contacts you have, you know, the more visibility that you have. And then I would um, also think about, you know, developing a speaker's platform, no matter what it is, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And again, don't just limit yourself to um, what everybody else is doing. Find those places that um, people might have an interest in your book, no matter what color the people are. You know, just just be very, very open-minded. And I know that was a lot. I'm not a marketing expert. You know, when I first started out, I didn't have any knowledge whatsoever. You know, and if you have to enlist an expert, you know, that's fine too, but make sure you get references and figure out what it is that they're willing to offer you that you can't do for yourself. 
and also, that would be my little, advice. you know, piece <laughs> of uh, advice for people just kind of getting out there and trying to do their own thing Absolutely. for a minute. Absolutely. Awesome. Actually, we have another question from Natalie from New York. Uh, she had a question about a book you written called Christmas Bow. Um, oh, yes, yes. The Harper and Haven series. She said, is there going to be more uh, to that series? Um, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I had a, just a great time reading that book because the, the inspiration for the book, and for those who haven't read it, it was an ebook that I put out around Christmas time. And right. um, it was a young lady who kind of um, gave God this, this, you know, challenge. And she said, you know, um, I need you to send me a husband by 11.59 p.m., you know, uh, <laughs> at the end of this year. And so all these various things happen. And, um, you know, right. what she thought was going to be the answer to her prayer was something a little bit different. But it was just a fun book to read, to write. Yeah. And so I'm so glad she enjoyed it enough to ask about the CISO. But, yeah, I'm working <laughs> on it. I just... I had a step of my writing energy. You know, I'm working on these other couple of books, and I want to circle back around mm-hmm. to some of these sequels. So that's the plan. Wonderful. Awesome. And, and I wanted to ask you, um, as an author, um, do you find that that sometimes uh, different things, because I know for you, you're very in touch with what's going on in the communities around the world right, and, and all right. those things. And so do you find that sometimes, you know, the things that go on affect um, your emotional status and that ability to be able to pour into your writing as you would like to? Absolutely. I mean, I think yeah. as creative people, and a lot of people online can probably relate, um, mm-hmm. we're, sometimes we can be really sensitive people. We take in a lot right. from the world, which is the thing that makes us great writers. We feel, we relate, we translate that mm-hmm. to paper. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, creative people are ADHD, you know what I mean, <laughs> bipolar, all the above. You know, so you have to kind right. of figure out those things that affect your emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. And I might have a friend mm-hmm. of mine that would say, don't ever let your highs get t- too high, your lows get too low. I don't know if that's necessarily true for writers. Sometimes we just have to figure right. out how to channel all that energy. And yeah. sometimes, you know, like, for example, what's going on in the political climate of the world, you know, you could take that, mm-hmm. and instead of being on Facebook 24 hours a day, you could take that and translate that <laughs> into a story or in, incorporate it. I mean, I'm talking to myself now, or incorporate it into a story, you know. So, and then also at the end of the day, it comes down to discipline, you know, and everybody is Absolutely. different. Everybody has a different level of discipline. So, if you're not um, an extra disciplined person and you just know it's going to take me time to write a book. And you're just going to have to be okay with that. You know, whereas other people, you might have to step it up and say, okay, you've been saying that for about three years. You know, (laughs) so everybody is different. And you just have to kind of figure it out for yourself and say, well, you know, this is my time, how I function. And I'm okay with that as long as I can put out a good product, you know, and I can feel proud of what I've done. Absolutely, absolutely. And and speaking of social media, do you think that social media has helped um, authors nowadays? Has it helped them um, get out here and, and get connected more um, with their readers? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a two-edged sword sometimes, but I do think mm-hmm, it has mm-hmm. some definite benefit. If you're the type of person right. that, you know, you can make social media work to your advantage, you know, one of the valuable mm-hmm. things that I've found with social media is just networking and connecting. You know, I tend to watch right. people. I pay attention to the people that appear to be new or next, whether it's in the book industry or somewhere else. 
and I try to find relatable things. I don't just reach out to people, you know, and just, you know, kind of curry favor them or anything like that. I, I only really, if I legitimately find something that speaks to me, I've read an article or, you know, I see a book that somebody's putting out, you know, and I reach out to them and nine times out of 10, you know, I get really positive feedback and a relationship begins. So there's just lots that you can do with social media. And if you're a person that likes to be on video, you know, and you can work through YouTube, I mean, that works out well for so many people, you know. So definitely, I definitely think it's a blessing if you really study it and learn what's going to work for you. But sometimes there's just not this perfect formula. Sometimes you're going to try things that may or may not work, but you just can't be afraid to try. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely agree. Uh, because oftentimes I think that people see, um, well, you know, so-and-so made it um, big by doing things this way. Well, that might not be necessarily the path that we have to take, you know, to get to that point, you know. Um, sometimes right. our journey um, is planned a whole lot different than how somebody else got to where they want to be. And so time, sometimes we have to focus right. on that and, and realize that we're not always going to get the, the easy route um, to uh, where we want to be in life. No, no shortcuts. <laughs> no shortcuts at all. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, uh, we definitely uh, have to talk about the new book, uh, Salt and Sky. And so tell the folks out here a little bit um, about what they're going to be introduced to uh, when they read Salt and Sky. Okay, absolutely. Okay, Salt and Sky is a fiction book, of course. And um, the book actually started um, on a ferry ride over to Martha's Vineyard. And on that ferry Mm -hmm. ride over, I just kind of captured what was happening at that time because it was my first time visiting the island. And it's not like I have a house that I summer there every summer or anything like that. But um, (laughs) it just came about because I had an idea you know, to do a book that was set in Martha's Vineyard. And, and of course, I said, right. well, you can't just write about the island. you got to have some people and some stuff happening and a backstory mm-hmm, and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. But the information that I captured on the way over to the ferry, I just kept it, you know, and I used that kind of like as a catalyst for the storyline. The other parts of the right. novel came in. It's called Salt and Sky because um, it's a combination of sort of a coming-of-age story as well as a family saga as well. And so mm. if I had to put one theme on it, I would say deliverance because um, mm. everybody in the book has some type of deliverance that's needed. And I think like in our community, um, and once again, because it's kind of like a tough topic to speak on to people because either they understand it from a biblical perspective or they understand it from a perspective when you say, oh, you get that from your mother or you get that from your father, whether it's good or bad or what have you. So I wanted to create these right. characters, and they were all having their own little struggle with that. And so um, the primary characters in the book, um, there's a family called the Greer family. They're kind of like the um, very affluent, this very affluent black family in Montclair, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other family. It's a single mother and a single daughter, Maxine and Sierra Sanders. And this is really Sierra's story. Sierra is going to be the key to deliverance of her and her mother because they both, um, by some series of events, has like this soul tie to this very, very powerful, rich black family. And so, um, um, Sierra, whose faith level is not really where her mother's is quite yet, because her mother has gone through living in foster care, you know, um, recovering alcoholism, but the scars and the wounds um, really dwell with her daughter, you know. And so by right. something, some series of events, the mother has 
she she's on the straight and narrow, but something happens where she ends up in jail. So Sierra wow. has wow. to be the person to deliver them both. And um, part of their deliverance is getting spiritually, mentally, and financially free from this very powerful mm. family. And the key yeah. to her deliverance is a woman who um, enters into her life who lives year-round on the island of Martha's Vineyard. And so when she takes this journey to Martha's Vineyard, um, she finds the strength, she finds the wisdom um, to, to really, really figure out how to get herself and her mother delivered. So that's the whole, pretty much the premise of the story. But, you know, right. I feel like it's kind of like I call it a literary wanderlust. Yes. And um, <laughs> it has a lot of the elements we love in stories like the power and the mystery. Right. Um, somebody dies. Right. And, you know, there's a lot that's going on. <laughs> there's romance. You know, and then I really, really um, – let the readers know just the beauty of the island as well of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and you talked about you know um, it, it, dealing with things within families, and I think a lot of times we don't always realize how certain certain things hold us hostage within our family. You Correct. know, if, mm-hmm. if things have taken place, um, oftentimes we, we know that it has taken place, but we don't really take the time to look and see how it has affected us and our life and right. our well-being and how we are in general um, over time. And so it's always important um, to, you know, to go through that process where you are just, you know, seeking clarity and seeking understanding and and and, I, and, and seeing that most of, you know, the books are, are centered around African-American families. Do you think that when it comes to African-American families in general, that it's hard for us to try to get that clarity and get that understanding um, of being right. free, you know, from from the issues that have held us and, and some of our relatives hostage for so many years and, and generations. I, I think so. Um, I think because somebody has to be the one to break the cycle. And usually, right. um, and this is something that I talk about with the book, the, the last link in the chain is usually the hardest to break, right? No matter mm, what it is, absolutely. you know, it could be depression, it could be alcoholism, it could be the inability to have um, um, financial blessings or, you know, in your family line or whatever, but whatever it is, whoever is the person that changes it, you know, they usually go through the biggest fight. And so right. um, it's easier sometimes for people. And if you don't have the wisdom, sometimes it takes spiritual wisdom. Sometimes, you know, even if you you don't have enough spiritual sense, to, mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, how to how to change the situation. You know, your intuition and your, you know, what you're seeing should tell you, like, I'm seeing this pattern over and over again. You know, how how do right. we shift or how right. do we change this or what have you? Right. So yeah, I think it's difficult for us for just a number of reasons. You know, the way you were raised, mm-hmm. the way you know what church you went to, whether they just, right. you know, uh, what are they teaching us in church? You know, are they going deeper? Are they just being surface? You know, or are you mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. going for a routine? Or you know, are you really truly learning about getting free? You know, so right. yeah, I agree. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course, um, with this book, and and as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, I said if you guys know Norma, you guys know she's already cooking and, and working on something else uh, in the kitchen to to bring to her readers. And I heard I heard you mention um, something about uh, actually working on a nonfiction um, book as well. Yes, I'm actually. And so, Oh, go ahead. 
Yes, correct. Um, I'm actually working on two nonfiction books. Um, the first book is called Place, and and and, okay. and Place is a book that I came up with the concept because I see so many people like running to and fro and trying to find the secret to success and all mm-hmm. this good stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah. I just want to write a book from a kind of real life but also spiritual perspective. It's like an encouragement okay. piece. Um, it's an inspirational mm-hmm. piece. Um, and a little bit of a devotional to help you understand that you, as a as a child of God, you don't have to do all that. You know, you've already, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, God has already given it to you. You know, it's that where, where he says, you know, before, you know, I, you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So you don't have to run around to 200 people. You don't have to go to 200 conferences and all that. You know, yes. if you get that relationship with God straight. He can speak every instruction. It doesn't mean you don't have mm. to, you know, uh, find industry resources and put in the work. But, you know, you can just right. stop running and running and running, you know, and just talk to him, you know. And, and that has been my Absolutely. experience with him, you know, and he's just giving me revelations. He's opened doors, you know, he's taking me behind a velvet rope. But mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the part that we have to consistently get straight. You know, we can't just do it right. for a little while, you know, and I know right. when I'm not doing it because I'm feeling just as confused as everybody else. So it's just kind of like right. a little guidance for people. And it's kind of written from a real world perspective as well, because a lot of times we either get a book that's super spiritual and overly spiritualized. We can't ever be overly <laughs> spiritualized or, you know, there's just all industry stuff. Right. So, you know, I right. want to give people a little bit of both just to kind of breathe some new life and say, you know, you, you, you do have this, you know, you have the ability to understand what your calling is. And it may not be what Sue is doing over here, but if you get focused in God, you know, you can figure it out. And then the second Absolutely. book that I'm working on, which is a major, major passion project, and it's called um, With Dignity and Grace. And I got the idea, and it's, it's With Dignity and Grace, and, and, and the uh, subtitle is Letters to Women Who Have Endured. And I got the idea because I feel like um, we're always looking around for these huge inspirations from, like, Michelle Obama and all that kind of who I right. love. And, you know, she's just everything to me. But, you know, but there's people in our own family circle, in our own generational mm-hmm. line who have mm-hmm. inspired us. So the right. letters are not just to people like the Michelle Obamas. They're to people that sometimes we take for granted and we don't even realize, you know, how much they really have given to our lives. You know, so like our grandmothers or maybe even a grandmother we never even met who we've heard so much about that we look alike, but we've heard about their struggles and their stories, you know, Mm -hmm. and then uh, historical figures, you know, that, you know, are no longer living or what have you. So I've, you know, I'm select, I'm being very selective about the women, you know, who, who I feature in this book. And when I say feature, I'm actually writing personal letters to them myself, you know, based upon their struggles and the things that have overcome and how they've inspired me. So, and um, the catalyst for the book came, with my paternal grandmother who everybody kept saying, Oh, you look like her. And I just started doing research to her and started on her and started really learning some really interesting things about, you know, her path wow. and her journey. So, yeah. Yeah. And then of course I'm going to try to squeeze in a fiction. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they try to squeeze in a fiction. And, and one of the great things, um, 
about delving into the things, um, especially when it comes to our family, is that we begin to learn so much, you know, so much that we did not know and so much um, that we didn't realize. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, everybody's always looking for a great quote. We're looking for a great quote or a meme or Mm -hmm. (laughs) something to post on social media. And as you said, you know, uh, we have people in our family who have spoken uh, greater quotes um, than most of us can even imagine. You know, we just have to take the time uh, to have those conversations and learn about them. And that was one of the, the great things that when my grandmother was living, that uh, just listen to her talk, you know, talk about the things that she went through because she actually um, uh, was born through the, the, great, the great Depression. And so she had lots of, right. you know, very interesting things to talk about and some things that, you know, still resonate with me to this day. So it's always great um, if you have that opportunity to sit down, you know, with your elders and people in your family. Um, and even if they're gone, it's always great to, as you said, you know, do that research and, and learn about um, your foundation, you know, and, and where you've come from. Absolutely. Absolutely, Most absolutely. And, and, of course, um, I know you have the um, uh, the books that you have in the works. And so, of course, uh, what else do you have um, as far as upcoming projects or things that you would like to do uh, for the, for this brand-new uh, 2017 year? Definitely. Um, I'm headed to a film festival, my very first one, just to kind of take in the energy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I want <laughs> to definitely try to write my first screenplay this year. You know, other Yay. people have done it. I've shied away from it. So um, that's, that is a goal. And um, with the, the book with Div- Dignity and Grace, um, there's, there's a component, a, a film or play component that I want to do with that. So because those are kind of big things, you know, that I really want to focus in on, um, I'm just really not being so intentional about just going out and speaking and doing book signs and all that kind of stuff like that. I kind of want to, you know, focus on those things and, and just be intentional. But as things Absolutely. come up, you know, I've gotten some invitations and things like that, you know, and I, most yeah. of the time I say yes. And, yeah, and then I'm going to definitely work on a speaker's platform and be serious about it because, you know, up until now I've just been kind of like, Oh, yeah, I'll come, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I really feel like, you know, God has um, really planted some things in me that um, I really feel like women can use and and be inspired by. So, you know, I feel like God is kind of tugging on my coattails and say, okay, now it's kind of the time to to get yourself together in that area. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, and I think it's fantastic, and, and we did have the opportunity to have um, Elvin Ross, he's the music composer for, for Tyler Perry's uh, plays and, oh, wow. and um, series, so Elvin, if you are listening, uh, be on the lookout, uh, Norma Jarrett uh, <laughs> is going to hey, step on the scene and take him. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I know that uh, whatever you do, you do it passionately because we actually, I think we share the same birthday, August 13th. Oh, that's right, that's yes. right, that's right. Yes. 
Yeah, so um, I definitely know that you do everything passionately, and so I'm excited for you. And uh, anybody who follows uh, Norma on social media knows that she's going to give you the real deal, and uh, it's always fun uh, reading your posts uh, because they just come from a real place, you know, a real place, and I think that uh, that's what connects a lot of people to you. You know, sometimes we connect with people who – we may not always have that connection, but, you know, to be able to say, you know, hey, this is a great source of encouragement or just fun or laughter, you know, depending on the day, I, I think is always a great thing. So I'm I'm definitely rooting oh, for you, and I'm that. looking forward. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Look, you haven't even written the, 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 the um, stage plays or, or films yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm going to put it out there that they are going to happen and, and, and all those great things for you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm receiving it all. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, of course, uh, for the folks out here who are listening, uh, tell them how they can go about um, connecting with you as far as social media and all those great things. Sure. Um, for my website, is normajarrett.net. Mm-hmm. I am on Instagram. I love Instagram because I'm visual. So um at author Norma. Jared. Um on Twitter at, at Jared Writes Seven. And um of course Facebook. Um under my name, Norma Jared. One of those should work. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Well it has definitely uh been my pleasure. Oh, and tell the folks um uh, where they can purchase um Salt and Sky as well. Sun Sky is available on Amazon.com. It's also available on, I think, Nook. Yeah, anywhere pretty much you can find um, online purchases as far as ebooks, and it's also available on paperback as well. But definitely Amazon is kind of like my go-to. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, uh, of course, we definitely appreciate you um, coming on here and talking with me this evening. And I hope you'll come back again and, and visit with us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love I love interacting with you. I love your show, and I always appreciate it. When I see that little message, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to go participate and share. So, yeah. And I thank you so much for um, the invitation to come Absolutely. and share my work and hopefully inspire. And and guys, don't be shy if you have questions, if you think I could possibly help in any way, you know, just reach out. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you again, and I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening. I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Arthur Norma Jarrett, you guys. And make sure you guys go and purchase her new book entitled Salt and Sky, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little short break. When we're going to come back, I'm going to tell you who's coming and going to be in store for next week, coming up right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. 
Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by author Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Once again, thank you to Arthur Norma Jarrett for coming on here. Make sure you guys go over to Amazon and pick up your copy of Salt and Scott and all um, of her fantastic books, you guys. You guys can just pick. Uh, she has nine um, books under her belt, so you guys can have a party and order them all if you like. So once again, thanks to uh, Norma for coming on here. And coming up, folks, um, next week, uh, we got author Sonny Giovanni coming through. Um, she's going to be talking about her new book um, and her new lifestyle, heavy, uh, healthy living lifestyle. That's coming up next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, folks. And so uh, make sure you guys keep up with what's going on by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And as always, we thank you guys so much uh, for continuing to support the show and the network and all of the great things that we do. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I am Bianca Fly, and we'll see you guys next time, same time, same place. We're going to go out of here with a little day party by uh, our friend and uh, guest who will be coming on the show soon, all the way from Italy. we got uh, Michelle Zanobile. He's coming on uh, real soon, you guys. But this is his piece entitled Day Party. So we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you next time.
Fly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.